and welcome. Welcome back. This week on Five by the Sword, uh, what if the writers of the comic book were very horny and also uh, were really into a 1920s uh, science fiction? Yeah, this one goes real off the rails. Not like in the way that like it's gone previously off the rails in Excalibur, but just in the like... I, it just felt like, uh, I don't really feel like writing about Excalibur for a little bit. <laughs> it just became a different thing again. Yeah, it's some kind of caper they're going through across time. But like, no, but like, no, though, like, that's <laughs> it, like, like, that would like made it more sense. But this is like just a different comic book. Like, yeah, this issue. Yeah, especially especially the first issue, it is literally just it doesn't do any real like character work. It's just we're doing a fun little romp. Yeah. Yeah, Christ. So like we got to talk about the like cover of this one. God, yeah, we do. So it's uh, Kurt Wagner, Warlord of Question Mark, which is an obvious like Warlord of Mars, which uh yep. is a 1920s pulp fictiony uh uh throwback to uh the barsoon stuff which is all the like Edgar Rice Burroughs uh man uh gets sent to Mars and lives there and becomes the coolest and the strongest yeah yeah I'll, I'll explain a bit more of that later let's get through what the actual cover looks like for it before i explain barsoon and Edgar Rice Burroughs yeah the actual cover is like a very obvious reference um to like the world yeah. of mars like like yeah. cover Fra- like like frank frazetta or whatever's uh yeah. covers yeah it's a very frank frazetta like it's, it's like kurt holding a cutlass uh wearing like very little clothing uh with like a naked blue like a basically naked blue woman it's 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 the outfits that are in this, which because they're kind of like a callback to like the the like Princess of Mars kind of aesthetic, which was like as naked as you could get while still wearing clothing. Yeah, yeah, she is wearing like a like a talbert you'd see on the night, but that that that's the whole thing. Yeah, and also jewelry. It's like a slit dress, but it's like the entirety of the side sections are just missing. So, like, it leaves literally nothing to the imagination, yeah. but technically covers um, all the the important bits. What if you took a table runner and put your head through the top of it? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fuck it, that's, that could be a dress. Yeah. Uh, it looks great. It's a fantastic, like, outfit, but it's insanely horny. <laughs> yeah, well, and we'll get into Rachel's outfit later on, but you get to see a hint of it. God. So we open with the like broader like what do you call it like framing device? Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- there's there's a framing device in this one of someone's telling a story to a bar of real weirdos, real like you know, uh, Tatooine scum and yeah, villainy the, bar here. Yeah, the 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 most Eisley Cantina. Um. Yeah. No jizz so far. Fuck, you don't know that. Um, <laughs> this this framing device is so pointless, like so utterly pointless. 
Um, but like, uh, whatever. It's just there's a hooded figure who's telling this story to a bunch of goober aliens. The fun part about the aliens is they don't like they all like talk funny, like yeah, like they they they're like just all have really like strange out there like uh dialogue for all their dialogue boxes and they're the goobiest goobers ever everyone just looks like they escape from from like science fiction uh cover from like the 80s yeah a fucking rad space battle is happening on the fucking most like mobius spaceships of all time yeah 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 just these ships that are shapes and like fluttering sails yeah some, with no spars it's definitely one of those someone heard about the cut like the literal word solar sail and went fuck it you can make a spaceship that just has space yeah. sails yeah what if what if somebody watched tron and decided that's how ship space ships should be yeah me making a reference for one person there. <laughs> just narrowing the scope but yeah, fucking a bunch of um, blue pirate people yeah. are battling against a bunch of like white people. Yeah, <laughs> extremely white. They're 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 pale. They have blonde hair. They're wearing all white. This this looks like another Opaluna Saturnine. Um, yeah, who's wonder a- if that's gonna be a theme or something. <laughs> Who again is wearing only what could be vaguely described as a dress. Uh, when, uh, Explosion and, uh, fucking, uh, Nightcrawler just crashes onto the leader of this, like, pirate band, who's this blue woman. Yeah. Um. Yeah, not on purpose. He just falls out of the sky. (laughs) Yeah. And, and then the, uh, the pirates don't take time kindly to hit this, you know, random other blue guy taking them out, so... We get a cool sword fight where he gets to show off that he's a cool swordsman. It's true. With all three of his swords. Yep, because he uses he uses the he uses the three sword style. Um <laughs> he uses a sword in his tail as well. Just like in one piece. Just like in one piece. Um fucking It's great. I love these like blue pirate dudes. They they just yeah. like they have really great shapes going along with them. Um, this is another one of those instances where, like, I think you're supposed to, like, initially be like, well, obviously these are blue pirate savages, so clearly they must be the bad guys. Yeah. And, and then, you know, after beating them, uh, Kurt's like, hey, um, <laughs> Kurt Kurt started out the thing is like, hey, I, I don't really want to do a fight. <laughs> and then gets to, then, you know, beats everyone is like hey still not big on fighting but oh no i just got knocked in the head by the blonde woman yeah he he like has the like leader of the pirates who is back up again at the end of his sword and then he gets like bonked upon the head uh by the uh by this white woman white woman tm and then we just kind of get like a full recap of like the story so far yeah um, yeah th- this this is where the fact that it's 80s and uh 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 the any comic could be somebody's first comic was in full effect mm-hmm. uh 
but yeah, so it just you just get like a full on like here's all the things here's 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 how this hole works. Here here's five panels to to catch you up. Yeah. Fucking we then jump cut to like where Rachel and uh fucking I was gonna say Megan, but I'm it's actually Kitty. Uh yeah. fucking this is the most egregious example of the like we don't know how to write around Rachel. I like in the whole thing. Yeah. Where they just go, fuck it, her powers just don't work this arc. It it's okay, nobody's powers work this arc. Yeah. But like, it's really noticeable with Rachel. Because yeah, it's it a- is most noticeable. It's because her powers are so important to her, and it's it's so consistently a thing that happens is that they have to like write around her anyways. But yeah, so I don't know. It's just like really extreme. Yeah, this is the the best way they've done it so far. But they've done it so many times; it, it's hard not to you, you know ignore it. Yeah, I I do like Kitty describing herself as painfully tangible. Um, that just really struck out to me. Yes, and, uh, yeah, did you know she almost became a demon ninja? Yeah, I was gonna ask about that. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so, when, when Wolverine and Kitty were together and he was training her, uh, they were in Japan, and he was training her in the way of the ninja. And then an evil ninja came and uh, <laughs> tried to take Kitty, and it was a whole thing. It was a whole six-issue miniseries. Fucking, what the fuck's an X-Man? <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like, yeah, the, like, luckily Kitty Pride knows not how to whoop ass without uh, her, her mutant powers. Um, because it comes up a lot in this particular one. (laughs) This is another one of those ones where, like, I think I have to give it early, but the, like, Excalibur of the Week is, like, probably another Kitty Pride one. (laughs) She fucks up so many people in this comic without any powers. She does, but, but, but so does Rachel. It's a, it's a, it's a twofer. Yeah, so does Rachel, but, like, it's, it's, like, in this early part, though, it's, like, a fucking absolutely, like, yeah. Alien ass alien shows up. Yeah, this def- definitely is the Kitty Fried issue. Yeah. But also we get a and they were roommates thing while they're, you know, escaping their bonds of of just like, oh yeah, I could Yeah, Rachel's like, yeah, uh just prop I couldn't do that. Well, I might be able to, but uh yeah, I'd have to slip all the way out of that entire suit you're wearing. Yeah. It's very funny. Fucking this guy's but yeah. horrid looking. His, he's... But yeah, they they were in the smokehouse and the cook comes in and Kitty just fucking destroys him. Yeah, she just she just does an improbable judo move that sends him through a wall. And and then just hits all his weak points. Yeah. Fucking just crushes him in the head. Um, there's a bunch of, like, Lockheed-ass looking, like, yeah. dragon men, like, just at, like, a big soiree while this yeah. is happening. Yeah, you've, you've got the Red Martians with the forearms, which are 
a reference, and then there's just the Lockheeds. Yes. It's like an entire race of Lockheeds. What if what if Lockheed was a buff guy? Yeah. What if indeed? Luckily it turned out that nobody liked the <laughs> the cook, so cook. like they're all good. And it was really and they did some really cool ninja moves, so they're like, Yeah, you can be part of part of our crew. <laughs> you look cool, get in. And we get to see Rachel's dumb uh Barsoon uh, outfits. Yeah, I love how they're forced to wear wear different slinkier outfits for like no good reason. Yes, just besides, just we need this to all aesthetically like look the same. Fucking Rachel is just like whatever. She just seems unflappable to this. Yeah, yeah. It's it, look. She hates being dressed like a princess, but being dressed like incredibly horny, she's all for. Yeah. Um. Fucking. Meanwhile, speaking of horny. <laughs> meanwhile, um, <laughs> Kurt uh, awakens in a hot tub. <laughs> Fucking smooth jazz starts to play. <laughs> as as the the empress of the entire planet walks in in just a white you know slit dress that has no way to stay on. Yeah, it's it's just magic. It is. And it is beautiful, and then they fuck. Yeah, and then they fuck. It's 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 impossible not to read these, like, series of sequences is like, and then they fucked. Yeah, it's, it's not even subtle. It, just because it does not say the words, and then they fucked, there is no other possible reading. Yeah, it just says, and coped in an inimitable style, uniquely his own, as it, like, pans out to, like, a background shot, which just means, like... You know, again. After he was getting his face totally snogged off by a naked lady yeah. in the previous panel. Yeah, they do more flirting in the bed. Um, one of the, Another one of those round beds. Yeah. They're cool. Where, where Kurt is smooth as fuck. Where, like, the Empress, like, is about to, like, reprimand a guy because, like, he spills a little bit of her drink. Yeah. And he, like, like licks it off of her like a like a smooth motherfucker yeah. and it's starting to get like uh maybe she's not as good as i think she is just just tickling in the back of his head this random white woman maybe she's actually bad <laughs> meanwhile um fucking alistair stewart is being about to be murdered to death yeah by all of these goons by by more references to Barsoon. Yes, more Barsoonians. One um, of which is a very is a very awkward reference because uh the white apes. Yeah. They they look exactly how you'd expect. Just just conjure nineteen twenties racism in your mind and you're correct. Yeah, uh, let me let me go uh what Barsoon is for people. God yeah, what's a Barsoon? Alright. All right. All right, it is uh, the the turn of uh, of the the new century. You are and you are the friends with H.P. Lovecraft. And you're like, "What if I uh took a Robert Kipling novel and I mm-hmm. I copied it and 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 filed off the serial numbers and that's how uh <laughs> Edgar Rice Burroughs created uh Tarzan." You might have heard of this one. Yeah. They made a movie about it. Yeah. 
And an important part of Tarzan is that he is uh, he is from a noble family of Anglo-Saxons. Yeah, that's such a weird detail about the original book. Is Oh, no, it is, is very important to him because eugenics. Yes, no, I, I get that. But it's just it's so weird if you don't lo- know any of the context around it. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's like yeah, of course it's 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 gotta be you gotta have that fry, fine Anglican breeding. Yeah, it, it yeah, his believing specifically was that Anglo-Saxons of elite descent are the best rulers. Yeah, That's and then he decided, racist. what what if I did some kind of uh, weird fiction, which was what science fiction was called beforehand. And it was like, what if I take a, a, a Confederate Southerner who fought in the Civil War, had slaves worship his feet, and then he goes out west after the Civil War, is attacked by uh, Apaches, and then goes to Mars by astral projecting. Yes. And then Mars is also full of racism. <laughs> and he becomes the strongest of them. It, yes, it, he's the strongest specifically because he's from Earth, because Earth has stronger gravity. Yeah, it's a very Superman kind of situation. Yeah. It is so, like, it's it's only really, like, I guess, like, like, it, there's not a single thing about it that's, like, worth caring about, except for, like, the lasting legacy of, like, horny sci-fi outfits, which is, like, a byproduct of, like... Everyone just being, like, naked in the book. But you can't, like... When you want to do, like, a comic book adaptation of it... Uh, which is how a lot of people, like, knew about, like, Barsoon at all. You can't really do that sort of shit. So you have to just kind of, like... Draw, like... At some kind of outfit. But, like, not a lot of an outfit. <laughs> Trying to find the platonic ideal of the absolute minimum outfit that also goes through the comic code authority or will not get your book pulled from every bookstore. Yes, it's it's the same it's the same kind of high I I am constantly chasing when it comes to outfits. <laughs> um but yeah, and that's really the only thing that like is like a lasting legacy of any kind. Look, there's one other legacy. It's called Isekai. Oh, come on. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that. Like, I hate the concept of, like, people saying blank is an isekai. I complain about it all the time. It is one of my least favorite, like, forms of, like, annoying nerd glass emoji. Like, actually, this thing's an isekai because they go to another place. When that just isn't true for, like, 99% of all the stories people cite. Because I'm like a, mm-hmm. what I would just, what I would usually say is a defining feature of isekais is like, there's no real intent to go back to like the, because it's just a pure power fantasy is like yeah. going to a world and being the strongest of them, which unfortunately does actually carry over to like Warlord of Mars. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it fits better than any other descriptor. Yeah, it's not like a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Yeah, where you're just trying to be annoying. It's like, no, there actually is, like, some degree of, like, um, nuance to that discussion. But, yeah, so... so (laughs) The horrible isekai harem manga has (laughs) Edgar Rice Burroughs to blame. 
Which is also why both of them are into slavery and eugenics. Yeah, fucking... Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's it's a very one of those things where it's like... It's in the same way that, like... um, Like, Lovecraftian Mythos, I think, has almost no redeeming qualities to it, but it's a huge... Has a huge impact on pop culture and the sp- very specific shapes that, like, the aesthetics of yeah. uh, eldritch horror exists it's the same kind of thing but for like pulpy sci-fi like very um like very pulpy sci-fi yeah the, this is this is the the uh, the stew that flash gordon and all of that came out of and inevitably star wars and and yeah. all the all the later things yeah uh radar radar men of of the moon yeah fuck um anyways so um fucking uh luckily uh alistair stewart doesn't get fucking killed by these uh white gorillas um because <laughs> the rest of the goobers are there i do really like this like universe is like lockheed because he's just like a generically buff dragon man yeah <laughs> we have just added a dragonborn to the party fuck it <laughs> Yes, uh, and well, they our our heroes do just kind of book it with Alistair and get trapped in the alleyway. But luckily, there's a giant tentacle monster. Yeah, to scare off all the dudes, and they it is it is the most like goop tentacle monster thing you've ever did saw. Yeah, yeah. W- one of the people that the story's being told to <clears throat> also mentions that hey, my my species uses uh tentacles for pleasure and reproduction so yes it is one of those kind of tentacles it's not like before where it was just like you can pretend it's not an anime thing yeah, this is an anime thing yeah it's it's a dredge up a very old meme I, I know enough i've seen enough hentai to know where this is going i mean legend of the overfiend was just becoming uh popular in the u.s at this time God. so yeah this this is in 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 the air yeah this, this is, is where it starts. Oh man! But yeah, they get pulled up by a bunch of tentacles into the ship that sure looks a lot like that white woman ship. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Kurt is waking up from his sex nap. <coughs> uh, where the princess is? <coughs> Excuse me. Princess is off doing, or not Princess Empress is off doing nefarious things. Yeah. Um, with going down to the dungeons, he's like, "Okay, maybe I should follow her." I've got a bad feeling about this. I, I am ostensibly a superhero, I think. Um, uh, and he gets too close to one of the like cells, and someone tries to grab him uh, through the cell. And the, but luckily, because he is a he is a funny little devil man with a prehensile tail. Like trips her up and it's, uh, fucking, uh, the lady. Yeah, it is the the pirate who was who uh, he bested in the beginning, yeah. and now she has more clothes on somehow. <laughs> she's she's wearing more clothes and the the basically the same clothes that like the empress was wearing in a previous scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool ass outfit. I really like it. It's really like it's it with, uh, with the combination of the big fluffy hair and the like just a lot of the like sort of like avian like uh elements to the headdress 
uh, combined with everything else that's going with the outfit. Re- really cool outfit. It's a really, really good look. Yeah. And, and the way the line art is like hinting that it's all filigree uh, and, and chain mail and stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it, that is one of those things that's like, that's a technique that's like extremely lost to the ages. Cause like it's, it's rare to see someone like, um, blind this way anymore. Yeah. Because it's long and tedious and, and horrible to do. But it's a really cool way of conveying, like, <clears throat> highly textured gold, uh, which mm. is cool. But but also it's not the, the, the part where it goes all the way and it literally just draws every detail. It's still a hint of it, but it takes a lot of lines to do the hint. Yeah, it's it's a it's a thing that, like comic book art specifically does where you have to like streamline it but still like make it look in like greebled which is cool i like it it yeah. it's it's a really specific thing that you just don't see that much that often anymore uh but anyways we get the tragic backstory of the what the fuck happened um <laughs> turns out the the white woman seduced her father and used evil life draining magic Yep, and has has been d- ruling the entire world with the, while draining the life of the entire planet. So you know she's a she's she's a good woman. Uh, she's you can trust her. She's doing capitalism. <laughs> um, fucking, they beat up some guards, uh, which is just an excuse for Kurt to get a slightly different outfit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a slightly different outfit and and some more swords for later. Yeah. And we find out what that horrible tentacle monster is. It is literally the a uh, a weird creature that sucks life force is the reason the planet is like a desert. Yeah. And uh that's how the queen get, gets her powers by feeding pe- sacrificing people to this plant monster. This plant monster of Mars, you might say. This is a reference. This is another reference to, to Barsoon. I hate to tell you this. Oh, no. Oh, Christ. This is one of those ones where it's like... A fight is sort of happens. And then, like... Like, they just sort of... Like, Kitty just sort of solves it. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah, there, there's... Yeah, if... It, uh, Kurt cuts Kitty free from the tentacle. We get the pirate lady just, you know, realizing that, oh no, the, the weird dude in the hood that I just stabbed was my father. Oh no. And I'm about to get God. And Kitty just murks, murks the, the, the empress of the world. Just stabs her in the back. Yeah, like the empress goes for a knife and then she's just fallen off the, the, the uh, off the, the side. And it just cuts back to Kitty with just a katana. Like... Yeah, <laughs> the only reason it's not covered in blood is because of the comics code authority. Mm-hmm. Stab with one of those like uh, blood resistant swords. Yeah, but well, it's a very lightsaber. It's it's come on, uh, it's <laughs> it's one of those ones where it's like it's it's just such a stone cold like uh, like a trio of of panels. Like, she just fucking kills this bitch wordlessly, and then we just move on. Remember, she was going to become a demon ninja. She was. She knows how to use a katana. 
I just, I don't know. I enjoy how much of a sicko kid he is for, like, no good reason. Yeah, yeah this is the this is our first kill by Kitty that we've seen in, so far in Excalibur. Oh, she's, it's great. Remember how there was an earlier, like, arc where the whole thing was like, no, we don't want to kill them because we don't want to stoop to their level with the werewolves. Mm-hmm. And then, like, <laughs> now we're here. And yeah, now we're here. Well, you see the werewolves were mooks. Well, yeah. Uh, the, the the empress was, was a royalty and ki- kill all royalty. Yeah, the, the, the tier list is like, werewolves deserve a second chance. White women do not. <laughs> <laughs> kill on sight. But yeah, unfortunately, we still have the giant, you know, life-sucking monster. This this is one of those, like, kind of stock plans that these things usually go under. But this one is still really insane because it's kind of like a fucked up violation of trust on behalf of Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> because it's the classic thing where it's like, well, how do you stop a monster that can absorb life force or, like, absorb energy? And it's like, obviously, you just give it so much that it can't handle it and it explodes. Um... What, what do we have that has a lot of energy? Oh, Rachel, let me toss my friend in there yeah, without she, even asking permission or telling her what the plan is. Because, yeah, like, like, the phoenix is like a celestial force of life kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, a for, it is literally the force of a creation. Yeah, like the like a like a direct contrast to, like, Galactus type, type yeah. uh, beat. Um... They both do kill planets, but in slightly different ways. <laughs> well, uh, the phoenix just kills planet planets because she's hungry. Yeah, it's it's by accident. She's just eating a little star. It's not her fault. There's little rocks around the stars. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so, it's, it's, so uh, Rachel explodes explodes the guy from inside because she. She has too much energy. Yeah, she does, in fact, again, reach criticality. It looks fucking radical, where it's just, like, it, like, pans out and pans out from the planet, and the entirety of the, like, panel is just engulfed in a giant phoenix. But again, this just feels like a fucked up thing to do. Yeah. And it's one of those things where if this wasn't a comic in the 80s, I feel like there'd just be a considerable more of, like, thought given to the idea of how fucked up that kind of just was. It does at least come up next issue. Like, a little bit, but it's, like, more of a basis for, like, a different arc that's happening yeah. with Rachel. Um, But, yeah, it's, like, and the storyteller's, like, and that's, that's, that's that happened, here's what's next. Yeah, wait, wait for next month. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why, why they had this weird framing device. Um, framing device of finding who the next Captain Britain of Barsoon would be. God. Yeah, that shit's weird. the The fact that like we cut to the next issue, and like, it's like, oh, I guess at some point also we found a fucking. Captain Britain and and Megan, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's not important. It's <laughs> not important what they were up to. Yeah, they were just sleep. Well, because last time we saw them, they were just conked out next to the train. So maybe they just yeah. found them. Yeah, they were just they 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 slept the whole time. <laughs> they had a really nice nap. Fucking 
Kurt's getting fed to by various exotic women. Um, yes. It's, it's, and, and and the 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 aliens that are getting told the story to are like, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> it's it's so it's it's really funny. Like it was very much like I I guess I'm I'm with you there. <laughs> and then we got a recap again. Yeah, like a recap of the thing that literally happened last issue. It's it's weird. It feels very like like uh, page filler. It it feels what it feels to me like is they started getting like letters in mm. about like being confused about what's <laughs> happening in this uh, long running story. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we need some more recaps. <laughs> mm, excuse me. Yeah, because we're now in like the like. <coughs> mm. oh, apologies. Uh, we're now in like the third, like our third episode of it, which means we're like six issues deep. <laughs> yeah, we're six issues deep in this, and it's and it's been seventeen issues of just like continually running plots and like uh, and more plots all building up. Because we still have you know uh, J- Jamie Braddock, we have. Uh, Opaluna Saturn 9, we have uh, everything else building up. It's like, maybe we should give someone any hints if they just come in in the middle of this. Yeah. What's a tech net? <laughs> what the fuck's a tech net? But it, because it's like in this frame of someone telling a story, they just go all out on it instead of the normal way of like weaving it in. Yeah, they just go, fuck it, here's all our backstory stuff. <clears throat> and it doesn't really work. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, I think it's mostly, like, <clears throat> the artifice of it's really annoying, and also, like, like, not to get it too ahead of it, but, like, the actual, like, reveal of, like, who this narrator is, it's like, okay, but, like, who gives a fuck? Like, did, none of this mattered, it felt like, yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't matter for the comic book it's in, it only matters for the recap, so, like, why do it like this? <coughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like they had like they had some bits they wanted to do with like a storyteller. They wanted to draw some cool aliens. Mm-hmm. They're like, we need. Oh yeah, we need to do recaps, but they never figured out. Okay, what does this all mean? What What's the purpose? What is this for? Yeah. Anyways, this big party happens. The most important part of it is fucking fucking Alistair Stewart is wearing like a weird like the fucking uh. He's got the loincloth. Yeah, I could not remember the word loincloth. It's unpleasant looking. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a loincloth, but that's the only thing different. Yeah, he, he just took off his pants, put a loincloth. He's still got, like, really dumb socks on. He's got his little little nerd jacket and his tie and everything else is on. It's pretty funny. <clears throat> Fucking the Lockheeds meet each other, which is fun. Uh, Fucking... The like, Brian gets sexually assaulted. <laughs> Brian gets hit on by the by the blue lady, and Megan gets to be grumpy about it. Ha ha! Gender. How the tables have turned. And it turns out, uh, Rachel's having a moment. Yeah, Rachel is experiencing ennui this 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 episode. <laughs> Yeah, she she used so much of her power. Her powers got slurped out so much that she can't hear people. Yeah. She is head blind. 
Yeah, and like, you know, does the, the classic, like, describing it as disorienting, but also kind of like, it's, it's like, <clears throat> you know, it's like lacking a sort of like that persistent uh, drone in the background. Hmm. And she just is feeling kind of lost. So she just gets out a fucking flying uh, fish thing and then flies away to, yeah. to go find herself for a little while. But first, we need to explain who a Rachel is. Who are and what's a phoenix? Yeah, what is a phoenix? <laughs> and so we get an entire page of just backstory. Yeah. <laughs> Do we, have we ever actually explained the phoenix at all outside of just is a fundamental cosmic force? I mean, I think we explained it on the very first episode, but I had to explain a lot of things very quickly in the first episode. Yeah, the the like the important part is the fundamental uh, is a fundamental force. In the universe uh, bonded itself to Jean Grey for reasons that I don't remember why uh, at the time. Uh, the the most important part about it is that her like being bonded to her it started turning the Phoenix evil. Yeah, the the Phoenix, uh, while they were in space, Jean Grey, the, their space shuttle was starting to, like, uh, fall apart as it got back to Earth. So Jean Grey suddenly had a whole bunch of new power that she used to literally cyclically keep the uh, space shuttle from exploding. And it turned out that was the Phoenix bonding with her. And the Phoenix bonded with her <laughs> to feel emotions and to experience life as a mortal. Yeah. Turns out, uh, Modal's got some complicated feelings, especially if they're an exit man. Yeah. And so, uh, it started going evil. It's so weird. Like, I like the Dark Phoenix, like, concept, like, a lot. It's one of the few things about the X-Men that I don't think is that, is that stupid. But only because it's, like, execution is better than its premise. Like, I complain mm. all the time about, like, hating, like, it's an X-Men, but also they have magic because of fuck off. Um, but because of the, it's so much, like, I'm such a sucker for the idea of, like, we're gonna take this, like, fundamental alien force and then, like, force it to have, like, moral, like, like, mortal relativistic uh, emotions, and that fucking them up really badly is a really interesting kind of story to tell. It's just crazy all of the things around it, obviously. Hmm. And, and it was like, uh, like, the... She was, like, having these powers for a while. It took her a long time to actually turn into the Dark Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And then it was, like, you know, three issues. And then she was dead. Oops. Suffice to and say, we... it's a cool idea, though, at least. Yeah. And also, in an alternate timeline that is that is bad, <laughs> uh, she has a, she had a daughter. Yeah. Who, who got, you know, turned into a hound. That, you know, hunts down people for uh, genocide. This is an alternate future timeline, right? Yes. Yeah, this is because this is this is an age of apocalypse, right? I mean, it, it is a day of future past. Okay. So, because like, uh, there's no, it's not worth going into like, like the X-Men uh, cinematic timeline universes. But yeah. like, is it the, is it the, is it the like age of apocalypse, the like like timeline or is it a different separate broken future 
at this point they are the same timeline later on they become two different timelines oh okay. because they're like like they're like no actually uh, we should probably split these up into two different things because they're Confusing. they've got different feelings because this one is much more closer to to now mm-hmm. because it's after the uh after uh uh trag and all those had uh done the uh mutant registration act and started hunting down mutants with sentinels and all that mm-hmm. and uh po- the apocalypse thing is further along mm-hmm. yeah that's like and t- then they're like what if that's a different timeline yeah, which is probably for the best. I just was like trying to figure, like, because like Ra- Rachel just is like, it's always just feels so confusing when you talk about like alternate timeline, but also the future. Like that technically makes sense, but like normally when you do those kind of things in a story, that's like a one-off idea. But with the X Men, like many characters are critically from the from bad timeline futures that yeah. they are trying to prevent. Or cause, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Look, just strife is complicated. Strife is complicated. What if Logan was an old man? <laughs> what if Logan was an old man? But yeah, so it's that's why it's always I always feel so confused by like the future stuff or future or uh, alternate timeline stuff with X-Men is because it's very critical and there's a lot of it in a way that most things would never do. Hmm. But yeah, it, the best way to think of it, this is Days of Future Past, uh, Age of Apocalypse, is a, it's, it's a different flavor of, of, of Dark Future. Yeah. But yeah, so she she hunted fucking... Yeah, like because the whole thing it's trying to establish is that Rachel has never had a normal life at any point mm. in her life. She's yeah. always been like a weird apocalyptic freak, basically. I mean, no, she had a normal life, and then she got to watch her parents get gunned down in the Xavier Mansion. Yeah, okay, because I was just guessing what with the way that this is framed and all, so forgive me for not knowing that. Yeah, that's that's also why she's got, a, got like, hang-ups about talking to uh, uh, Jean and uh, Scott. Yeah, that shit's they're... real sad. I got shown those, like, comic issues. Those are really sad. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're her parents, but they're also not her parents because they have not given birth to her and will not. Yeah, like that. Like that's the again. That's the kind of ennui that I do like, even if it's complicated. Where it's like, oh, it would be genuinely difficult to have a relationship with people that are technically only related to you literally by genetics, but you mm. don't know them, and they don't know you, and they will basically never know you. Yeah. What what if you were adopt? What if you had uh, you were adopted, but also your parents had uh, dementia? But yeah, I don't know. It's 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 I don't know. It's 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 heartbreaking. It's it, I like yeah. it. This fucking comic though is just like barely related to anything. Yeah. Well, well, you see, she finds in this alternate timelines uh, Jean Grey. She's like, you know what, the uh, you're my alternate timeline mom, and she this Jean Grey is just like, yeah, sh- sure, sugar, sure, I'm I'm Southern now. <laughs> Her accent is preposterous. <laughs> yeah, th- this 
look, this time it's 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 not some kind of minority, so we can endure, enjoy the Chris Claremont accent. It's it's, it's pr- it is un it is unspeakable. It is it <laughs> it's it is unintelligible gibberish. Dressing up proper like a lady should, but that's the first step. Tis only Saturday night shingding. Poor dealing, you, you really that scared? But you, like, it's like you just just going through different accents it, like, as I speak. It is it supposed to be southern or is it supposed to be like a fucked up Cockney or like both somehow? Think the answer is whatever you want it to be. Yeah, it's it's accent. That's 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 what it is. It, it's future accent. This is how people talk in the future. <laughs> Days of future past accent. Um, fucking. <sighs> but but we've, but yeah, she's she's been hanging out with Jean Grey of Mars, and they've been you know actually enjoying each other's company, and then, uh, she fucking gets killed. <laughs> yeah, the someone that looks a lot like <laughs> like. Her <laughs> fucking sleep paralysis demon shows up. Yeah. No, that's that's the werewolves. These are the hounds. <sighs> Those are different. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, the, the, no, the werewolves the are my sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> oh, true, true. It's it just looks like it's just someone who just for some reason is dressed exactly like uh fucking like Rachel as a hound. So yeah, and they're slavers. And the entire city's burned. the the funny The funny frog, the horse is killed. Not the and, funny uh, frog horse. And and Jean Grey is dead again. Yep. It's not the first time. It will not be the last. <laughs> she does kind of go through a revolving door of being alive. Yeah. Um, fucking. But then we find out who who the slavers are, and boy. Hey, you want some uh, some uh, imagery, some racially charged imagery again? God, they're like racist, but in such a like archaic form of racism, where it's like like racist against like like Middle Eastern shaped people, but like in a way that we haven't seen for like forty years. Yeah, this this is this is some real nineteen forties racism against the Middle East. Yeah, they're like all like they all look like horrible, fat, like decadent genie monster people. Yeah, yeah. I I I kind of want to like like just copy and paste your talk about the Impossible Man here, but <laughs> yeah. just <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the same kind of like they have racist eyebrows. I don't know how to explain that. Unless you're, like, deeply aware of, like, that kind of stereotyping. But they have, like, their their, their mustaches and their eyebrows are racist. It's really yeah. strange. I mean, their top top knot's pretty racist, too. Their top knot is, like, a very obvious one. But, like, the entire shape of their face is, like, this really archaic stereotype for, like, Turkish people, basically. Yeah. If, if you... Look, I want you to picture, uh, like, a knockoff Indiana Jones film and what this, sh- this shifty Middle Eastern man would look like. Yeah. Yeah, that, and you got him. You got yeah. him in one. And it's like a whole race of literally just that guy. 
And the only but, real difference, differentiating feature of them is their their mustaches are in different shapes. There's one other differentiating feature: they're British. God. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah, it's one of those like, no, no. You see, we're not doing uh, this. Is they're actually British? The these horrible creatures are British. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I see what you're trying to do. No, you shouldn't have done it. Yeah, you really shouldn't have done any of this stuff. But yeah, <laughs> uh, Rachel comes out of her like stupor, is uh, sexually menaced, and then just takes out an entire ship full of everyone. Yeah, it's. There's a there's a very stock comic book pose of her standing in a doorway with like legs like completely spread, holding two cutlasses ready for action. It's like an incredibly stereotypical superhero, like not like superhero, but like comic book pose. Yeah. Fucking. And, and then we go to go to the council of, of these losers, and we find out Nigel Forbisher is one of them. Because of course he is. Yeah, because of course. And they're planning to uh, infiltrate the big thing to choose the new Captain Britain of Varsoon. Yeah, and and assassinate them. But luckily, Rachel's there because she's you know killed everybody on that ship and stole the ship. Yeah. Lucky that. <laughs> and we go to where the. The the cool ship and also the uh the train is and and uh Brian's just just going off the top of his head with Megan about okay how does this contest work is this even a good idea what am I doing <laughs> I like this one a lot it it's 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 very fun it's like oh I feel like such a pompous twit <laughs> yeah Megan just like like unintentional airhead shade of just it's what you do best. <laughs> Yes, it's so beautiful. That's cute. And, and, and also, you know, uh, Kurt's there. He has all the women against him. He's always being surrounded. I, I love that, like, the most recurring thing about Kurt is that everyone thinks he's the most fuckable thing possible. It's so uh, funny. Sadly, the panel before that is is also about the most fuckable man, but it's Alistair Stewart, so, neither, so yeah, it's bad. It's another instance of Kitty being like weird about it too, and it's just like I'm just I just like I'm just sick of this plot point. Yeah, I, I really don't like it. But yeah, they they're just having a rock throwing contest to to help choose who's gonna be. The, the Captain Britain, because they're like, uh, maybe the, they'll just appear if we do enough contests. <laughs> yeah, if we do enough contests, fate will intervene, and that, that we'll get to choose. And fate does happen, because a little frog dude that is literally a frog scares a, scares a buff Lockheed. Yeah. And out comes the most 90s looking <laughs> person ever. Yeah, this is a, one of those characters who would be their own character in, like like a decade later like it's just it's fucking it is again it's an outfit of where it's like the most clothed a naked person could be where it's like but not in but not in a barsoon way in a comic in a superhero way it's like a leotard but it's it's got like it's it has no side sections because it has belts that are holding the whole leotard together I think I yeah. hate about it is that the like 
boots are at different heights. He had the asymmetrical boots. I hate that shit. It's so annoying. Uh, what about the the giant uh, like uh, popped collar? The giant popped collar is fine. The 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 like uh, um the like entirely balaclava with the like updo is like also like I hate that. But that's like it, for different reasons than anything else about this. I mean, it's it's a bondage hood. Yeah, I was gonna say like that was what I was leading into. Is it's a really specific kind of bondage hood. Um. Like someone's about to pull a card and say nay. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very pony adjacent. Um, fucking, it's just more of this contest stuff. I, I don't know why they like Megan's hair is so fucking huge, in like these panels for some reason. <laughs> like more Look, so. I'm, than- I'm- I'm there for it. Yeah, it's great. It's just like I just it just stuck out to me on this this previous like look again. Like her hair is enormous uh in half these panels. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, yeah, they have the 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 four judges uh for one one from each country. Uh, America, Germany, and Britain and Britain too. <laughs> Britain the sequel. Um fucking it's another one of those moments where it's like, like, fucking, did they think about how they were writing this even at all? Or like, <laughs> Kitty like instantly clocks this mysterious woman is obviously Rachel. Yeah, because they're roommates. <laughs> it's it's like it like the 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 way that it tries to say it is like, well, you learned all those kung fu moves from watching me, but it's also like. Like it's it's very clear. Like I can just immediately suss out your exact figure. It's like it's another one of those things where just you just get to spend so much time thinking about other women. It's so funny. Other women that she's roommates with specifically. Yeah, really specifically. <clears throat> also, Kitty has the nerdiest glasses on in these. Panels. Oh, I love it. I like. We haven't commented it a lot, but I I love every time she's wearing glasses. I love the weird clash of wearing the, like, incredibly, like, fucking stripperific, like, uh, Barsoon outfits, but then also wearing the big nerd glasses. Yeah, just big, square, thick-framed glasses that are huge. Uh, we get, like, a cute scene between fucking Megan and Brian, which I liked a lot. Yeah. It's... Uh, like there isn't a lot of instances of these two feeling like they actually like are in a relationship like to be fair there's a lot of stuff that's happened since the last time they've even like dwelt on this but there was that whole like kind of fucked up scene like quite a few issues back where like like he wasn't like like Megan isn't like emotionally or mentally mature enough for Brian Mm -hmm. um and so he's like starting, like his he's starting to wander to his like his ex Courtney, and that doesn't get resolved literally because Courtney Ross is then promptly murdered. Um, yeah. by well, Saturn. he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that, and he, they don't like they they get cross time capered, so they don't really have a way of so, like uh, coming back to that either way. But like, like that was a messed up scene, and like that just kind of gets put on pause, and it's like one of those things where these characters up to this point don't super feel like they were that much in a relationship outside of just because of inertia. 
you know, that they're already together and they don't really have any reason not to be together. So they're just, but they don't seem like they love each other, I guess. Yeah, uh, it, but... feel, it feels very much like a codependent relationship, which is what the coding has been so far. Yeah, but this is, feels like a moment where they're genuinely actually like each other. Yeah, we actually get to see, oh wait, this is why you two are in a relationship. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Megan's doing a big, like, busted a move in this big festival. Uh, and it's a big aspirational sort of thing. Um and it's very cute. It's, yeah, it's like, M- Megan talks into this weird, like, kind of, you know, it's the, you know, the, the world yearns to be alive again. And, you know, they kind of, like, passionately embrace each other. And it's a, it's a, it's a cute moment. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's, again, like, it's just, it's like a moment where these characters actually seem like they're in a relationship for once. Mm-hmm. Outside of, yeah, like, codependent inertia. Yeah, or or just being fuel for a love triangle with uh, a Kurt. Yeah, I do like that. That's kind of gotten put on like pause a little bit because he's just constantly surrounded by like a slew of like attractive women right now. He's been having too much ill-advised sex to <laughs> to deal with the ill-advised sex with his uh, his friend. Yeah, fucking like his fucking fuckability is hilarious fucking alistair stewart shows up with like his kitty's trying to figure out how to like power widget because they don't have uh rachel to just you know um jaunt them there's like the word that gets used mm, later yeah uh into another place but like alistair stewart shows up and he's like gone like full native like in the old like he's just like wearing like a fucking like the like pirate outfit basically yeah but but he's he's super shy about it he's always got the cape covering it up, up covering himself up so it, it this this is actually like a good alistair moment because he actually has like you know something going on other than just being a nerd yeah um... and then he gets pulled off by the pirate to go fuck <laughs> She is so down bad for humans. It's crazy. <laughs> she she'll take any of them. <laughs> she's she's some kind of a uh, free spirit, some kind of you know, a liberty person, some kind of pirate, you might say. Yeah, it's possible. Um, fucking. There's like a one of those things where like a twist, like a like there's a setup and twist. Within a couple of pa- like pages, thing that happens again, where like while they go to go fuck, uh, Buff Lockheed is like doing the like classic like piano sculpture, like holding Kitty who's been zonked out, and he's like ah yelling to the heavens. She's been struck by an assassin, and it turns out Kurt has too, and so has everyone else other than the strange BDSM lady. Yeah, who is in a sword fight with this four-armed dude. Yeah. Yes, and uh, everybody thinks, hmm, who's who's more likely to be the assassin? This four-armed dude with googly eyes. <laughs> it's gonna or bring the BDSM up the ladies. <laughs> Obviously, it's the BDSM woman. And also, she's lost her cape, so she can pose better. Yeah, it does look better without the cape. There's, like, a ridiculous thing that happens here where, like, 
it's like she speaks and Alistair like picks up like oh her voice but then there's also a bit where like the silhouetting of the flames like is like oh it's it's Rachel yeah it's just like why do you need both of these things yeah the, the yeah the silhouette of the flames also makes zero sense because she doesn't have her powers yeah like I, they, I think they just I think they just drew the panel and was like okay we need to justify this somehow it's a it's a solid enough look, but it's like why is this happening? I mean, yeah, sometimes that happens. Like uh, panels get drawn and uh, uh, dialogue gets drawn to the panels. Yeah, and this is at the point where like Claremont and uh, Alan Davis are both getting uh, 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 equal uh, uh, thing about plotting and all that, and we have a different inker this and. Wow! Yeah, I didn't even notice that. So yeah, so yeah. At this point, uh, this is officially a uh, a double header of Claremont and Davis, both in charge of plotting, writing, and uh, drawing. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That that makes sense. That does explain some of the like sort of the paneling, but like panel, like panel first or like drawing first mm. uh, panels. It it is one of the two main styles of comic books. So. Yeah. That's... Whether you do a fully written out script or if you do like a, a gu- guideline and then let the artist go wild, yeah. Sometimes you do a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. It depends on yeah. like just how the thing goes. Um, but yeah, it's like a whole thing, and then uh, we do get like a hardcore fucking scene where like uh, the assassin like takes Megan uh, hostage. And it's like, you know, nobody makes a move. Uh, they lunge for him and he like uses two of his like other arms to shoot uh, the like dragon uh, man and the pirate lady. And like fucking Rachel just throws a sword through his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was the actual plan they came up with. We're going to get shot so you can throw the sword through his head. We trust you to be able to do that. I... Like... I think the thing that bugs me the most about her, like, when she, like, takes her hood off and stuff, is that, like, she had, like, a hair, like, different colored hair to, like, throw you off, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, in a ponytail. But, like... It's very clear that the ponytail was part of the hood, which is just a really weird detail. I mean, I it is a pony hood. Yeah, it's just fucking weird. It's 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 so it it just feels so contrived for like a twist that isn't really one. Yeah, it, it's everything set up for it to be a twist, but they tell you what the twist is the from page one. Yeah, like even if it wasn't like Kitty going like, man, I know that butt anywhere. Uh, it's also just like, um, like, it's so obvious, like, you'd have to actually literally be five years old, like, to not get it. Yes. Like, Rachel does a thing, and disappears from the rest of the the comic, and then suddenly this exact body double. Yeah, after we see Rachel literally standing outside of the meeting of 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 N- Nigel and and the racial stereotypes, while they talk about an assassin, and then an assassin shows up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very clear. But yeah, let let let's get into this 
awkward ending. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of awkward ending. Fucking, there's this whole, like, bit of, like, we gotta restore the world, and, like, Megan's gone all fucking, (laughs) like... She has eaten all the granola and become one with nature. (laughs) It's true. There's another one of those fires that is just a giant flame pillar again. Yeah, but this time it's it's clearly on purpose. Yeah, like, the, like the thing about that is what makes me think is like, was that previous one on purpose? Like, was I? I mean, <laughs> it could have been. We don't know. <laughs> it's, just, it's just what happens to fires around like Megan. Like, <laughs> it could be what happens to fires around Rachel. We we can't choose between the two. Both of them have weird powers. But yeah, Megan is one with the planet and says, if we want to save all of our friends who just got murked and heal the planet, you have to use your phoenix powers. Yeah, you have to You have to go back to being the phoenix. Um, but it's okay. Time's up. The story's over. Yeah. Oh, God. And it turns out the storyteller was just kitty for some reason. <laughs> It was Kitty all along for this, you know, twist that everybody saw coming. It's just also just like, like, this is the thing that bugs me about it is like, what the fuck was the point? Like, outside of the really contrived nature of, like, doing a kind of nonlinear story. Or, like, not, like, nonlinear, but, like, you know, like, a lot of time compression is happening. Yeah. Um, And... Also getting to do a bunch of backstory stuff. Like, having a mysterious person in a cloak, you it usually can only go two ways. Either A, it's a person who's... <clears throat> the, like, thing has happened, and they're the only person who can, like, recant the thing that happened in the story. Or it's mm. a villain in disguise. And I guess they just chose the weirdest way of doing the first one. Or it just doesn't feel like any of it mattered. Like, I I, can, like, I don't know. I, I don't know how much, like, issues get planned in advance. Especially something like this. But it feels like the, the, like, the previous issue, like, issue 16, had, like, a setup that this didn't have a payoff to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, they had a plan, it, and then they were, through this, it's like, oh, wait, that plan didn't work. Darn. Yeah. There's, like... Like, I don't know. You can only speculate on the reason yeah. why they had this random the, yeah. storyteller. The the, the the this the problem of serialized storytelling. You never get to back to go. Yeah, let me try that again. How is that always what this like this podcast ends <laughs> up being about? It's like if only we could go back and do a second take. Um, but yeah, they bring the planet back. Fucking. The, the big I like to just say Lockheed the big one yeah but yeah it, tur- it turns out the story has been being told on a weird space station uh after they teleported and yeah. then as they're going to the next to the next universe because clearly this is an earth it was it was our universe all wrong there are the star jammers and Corsair <laughs> and, and Professor Xavier is there. Yeah, Professor Xavier, his his, his empress uh, uh, girlfriend for life, like, and all of the Star Jammers. Like, isn't she like a war criminal, like like an atrocitous empress? Um, I mean, 
Yes. She, <laughs> that is, that is the, yes, yeah, she is, she is in charge of the Shi'ar Empire, which has slaves and does atrocities. But you see, she's, she's a hot white woman. Yeah. Who's also a bird. Yeah, her hair is, the Shi'ar hair is just fucking insane. Just, just it, a deranged, like a haircut that there's no earthly way to actually do it in real life, uh, which is insane uh, because actually they try there is, anyways. Let, actually, there is. Let me tell you about this thing called Babylon Five. That's that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> I, like that's just leaning into. It would be insane for people to try and recreate that hairstyle. <laughs> only madmen. The the only the biggest of nerds who would later on to go write comic books would try and do that. <sighs> Fucking, I do like the little bit at the end of just the like. Oh wait, this was this was normal universe the whole time. <laughs> it Damn was it. Earth all along. <laughs> we could have just flown back to Earth from here. Fucking, the I- second time this has happened. Christ, like, but this time it's even dumber. Like. Fucking, like, Corsair is, like, Scott's dad, right? Yes. Yeah. Who just, like, bailed. <laughs> like, he, like, thought his kids were dead, I think. Yeah. And then got stole, like, ended up in space somehow. Yeah, he got, uh, he got, uh, he got stolen by the Shi'ar on a slave raid. Or, like, some of the Shi'ar is, uh, like, uh, the subjects. And he thought, and, you know, since he was flying the plane, and neither of his kids knew how to fly the plane, he was like, okay, they're dead. Yeah. They don't know how to land a plane. They're like five. It's And all I've got is one parachute that's not good enough for them. Luckily, they both just, you know, held on to each other, jumped out of the plane, and Scott only got light brain damage, which causes him to not be able to control his blasts. Oh, uh, that's, that's right. I forgot that's why he can't control his blasts. Yeah. It's because he has mild brain damage. Yeah. He has, he had a traumatic brain injury. But now he's out, but now Corsair is just out in space with his skunk girlfriend and his weirdo crew. Yeah. They are the most, like, 70s sci-fi of all time. Yeah, I love them. I love them so much. It's so like, funny, because, like, my, like, obviously my, like, relation to knowing about them is because of the cartoon did them. And they just didn't change them at all. Yeah. So it's these, like, really 70s sci-fi, like, motherfuckers in a 90s cartoon, which looks insane. Yeah, trying to update like uh, like the Star Jammers is like trying to update Dazzler. Anything you do is gonna make it worse. Yeah, Dazzler only works if she's like a weird disco queen, and like it's any any attempts to change the character will always fail. Hmm. She just is the seventies now. Uh, also, you might have noticed uh, Professor Xavier is standing on two legs. I was gonna comment on his polo shirt. To be entirely honest, but like <laughs> that's also important too. I guess that those are two important things. Like fucking, <sighs> he has no style, and also he can walk again. Oh, God, yeah, because he could just that just happens sometimes. Yeah, he he's lost the use of his legs multiple times. Yeah, it's it's just kind of a thing. I mean, it's, it's the, it's like, I don't know, it's fucking X-Men, and it's just the way that this always is, but, like, X-Men just does not understand disability even a little bit, uh, just, just doesn't understand how to reckon with it at all, um, like, the only reason, really reason the why, like, 
Xavier is even in a wheelchair is very much a kind of like sort of like ableist conception of like well because his power is of the mind like he has to have like some sort of debilitating like counterweight to that and him just being in a wheelchair is like their solution to that uh, also the doom patrol had a uh, leader who was in a wheelchair yeah fuck didn't yeah i don't know I, i've i've heard about that before like that yeah. like conspiracy theory slash maybe it like maybe true I mean, if we are talking about uh, uh, Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> History's greatest plagiarist. <laughs> but usually he just takes credit for other people's work. Yeah. And not just entire characters from... from and, he doesn't copy people. He just says, no, I did that. To be fair, uh, not I guess not to be fair, but like also like Doom Patrol has always been like just low popularity in the general, so... Yeah. You just hoped no one would notice. Like, every so often you just go, until, like, the, the Grant Morrison run that just went wild with, like, Dadaism and all that. Yeah. It was just, it was just there. Yeah. It was just one, it was one of the comics. It was just a, here's a goofy team of weirdos that's, yeah. that you don't know anything about until, until. <laughs> unless, unless you're big into DC comics, you probably have not heard of these, these folks. Yeah, like the Metal Men. Yeah. Um, fucking, uh, Christ. Yeah. Do we, do I even want to know why Xavier is like walking around at this point in, in like the X-Men's? I mean, uh, he, he, he got his, uh, he got his, you know, things healed again and he left, left Earth to be with his Empress girlfriend and left the, uh, the X-Mansion and the uh, X-Men to uh, Magneto. Wild. He just fucked off to space. Yeah. And it was really good because Magneto uh, actually knows what uh, people going through issues are <laughs> and does not constantly uh, break uh, uh, barriers and try and read people's minds for yeah. no good reason. He doesn't, doesn't cross a bunch of boundaries and, and yeah. make an ass of himself. He... Magneto has hit on exactly zero of his students. Oh, fucking that that shit's so insane. Being like shown like really early like X Men comics and like Jean Grey's ex- like existence is just to be hit on by literally every other person yeah. in the comic. It's so fucking creepy. It's not good. Don't it's... read. Don't read the Silver Age stuff. Yeah, it's it's so fucking creepy. Cause like, yeah, you can get it with like, you can get like, and kind of understand. It's like, okay, obviously she's the girl, and like maybe like Scott, that makes sense. But no, it's fucking everybody, and it's especially Xavier. Yeah. It's really creepy. It's it's some real fucking dog water shit. Yeah, it's not just the teens. It is it is the person in charge of their boarding school. Yeah. A person with a very disproportionate amount of power over the rest yeah. of them. Who can also read your mind. Yeah, of course. And control it, right? He can do yeah. that too. Yeah. He can do that too. Uh, yeah. Unless you're like Wolverine. Because you, you have too much crazy in your head. Oh, fuck. Why, why is X, like, fucking Xavier just the worst? Like, why does he suck so bad? <laughs> why are they right? Well, let me tell you what the first thing Kitty Pride said when she saw Xavier. What's that? Professor Xavier is a jerk. God. 
Damn. That is that is her first line, and it's always been true. <laughs> we need to put that carve it on his tombstone. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, fucking let's let's do our bits. Um, fucking uh, fashion week. Everyone, literally everyone. everyone, everyone except for Alistair Stewart, who's obviously like supposed to be a dweeb, but everyone is wearing like the horniest, hot like girl shit outfits like of all time the only disappointing thing is i really would have liked to see brian also wearing like a funky outfit Um, yeah that is the saddest thing we do get to see what the captain britain like funky versions look like yeah they're really but they're not but they're not on the on brian yeah they are still somehow really horny (laughs) like yeah (laughs) the swoops on them are so good they're really good um they're really fucking clean but yeah, everyone's rocking a fucking outfit the whole way through. Um, fucking Excaliburs of the Week. I mean, it really just has to come down to, like, Rachel and, like, uh, Kitty. Because, like, yeah. like fucking Kurt gets... like Because Kurt, Kurt spends the entirety of these two issues just being man candy. Like he always mm-hmm. is. But, like, a, it's just extreme. He doesn't do anything in this comic. Yeah, it's not secondary man can- candy. It is his it is his purpose in this comic to be the man candy. He he is just he is just there to be seduced by uh, various colors of women. Yeah, um, it's not just it's not just us uh, ogling him for once. It is everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's textual ogling. Um, but fucking like Rachel gets like a lot of really cool just killing some motherfuckers. Yeah, like bits. Um. Uh, and, I, and as does Kitty. <laughs> yeah, fucking like I don't know. It's like, like you know, slavery is bad in the first place. But Rachel has all of the reasons in the world to especially hate slavery. Yeah. So she just gets to butcher all these motherfuckers. What if we killed all the slavers? And it was the coolest. Yeah. And fucking yeah, and Kitty is just a fucking. She is actually just, like, kind of a sicko, and it's so good. Kitty says, no gods, no kings, and then kills a king. <laughs> just murks this random empress. But she's just, she's, like, always doing this kind of shit, but it's just, it's, like, it's just, like, I don't know, there's just something about the way the paneling is done in this particular ish or, like, issue 16, where she just, it just seems so ruthless, because there's yeah. no, she has no dialogue, this woman is just dead now. Yeah, it's 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 very much just yeah. You you I'm I'm I just killed someone. Yeah, this is a face of someone who just killed someone. Yeah, it's this and this really is like the era of quippy one liners too, especially. So just to like not have that kind of thing, like not even like a like a like a uh, a, a a contextual thought bubble about what's happening. It's just kills a person. Uh, Blightly. She did a Wolverine. It's, it's, yeah, it's radical. <laughs> I'm always saying it's cooler when people, when other people do Wolverine things than when Wolverine does Wolverine yeah. things. Because you know, he, like you, he's an established sicko, but when other mm. people get to be sickos, also fantastic. Fucking. Uh, also, honorable mention for best outfit is Corsair. Yeah, but that's not fair. <laughs> it's just the same outfit he's always worn. Yeah, he's always he has always rocked the ridiculous like headband and like it's like 
Yeah. He's... Yeah, 70s pop collar on a superhero skin-tight shirt. It, it's amazing. Even just the fact that they're called the Star Jammers, like, is even, like... Like, that's not the name of, like, a space thing. That's the name of a band that is space-themed. Yeah, and it's not even... They're not even one of the bands that are space-themed that's in the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Okay, I think we gotta, like... I think we gotta wrap this up. All right. So, Tazril, tell us what we're reading next week. Okay, we're gonna read issues 18 and 19. They're... Uh, to give you a hint what it's about... Uh, what if Japanimation? Oh no! I just looked at the cover for next week. This is oh no! <laughs> uh, do you, do you want to know how to draw manga? Holy fuck! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Yes, it's beautiful, isn't it? Just oh, soak it in. Oh no! Okay, so like, audience. <laughs> Not a single proportion's right. Everyone has the wrong shape. And it's like the line art's fucked up. And like the the like the like perspective's fucked up. I oh oh no. <laughs> Why are their hands so big? <laughs> hey, not all of their hands. Look at Kitty's hands. Oh yeah! Her Look how tiny really, those are. They're very itty bitty. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking like Megat just literally looks like a Barbie. Like literally is like, like rigidly ape, ape posing. This this escape from two thousand four Deviant Art. Oh Christ! It's... What's really fun is you can tell that they're actually a normal like comic book artist because look at Lockheed. Yeah, of course. Lockheed just looks normal. It's just the inking is a little fucked up. But like, yeah, and it, it's clearly someone who was like, okay, I need to know how to draw an anime. I have no clue how to do this. I fucking, I fucking love the, like, attempts at doing the anime eyes, but it's, like, too, it's, like, not stylized enough in the right ways. Yeah. It's, oh, this, it's fucking, fucking incredible. It's amazing the kind of things people would try to do to draw anime art after you being a normal, like, you know, uh, cartoonist and how badly it comes out. It's like, it's it's just a different style. But yeah. clearly, it, it's hard. Yeah, you just have to know these things. And, yeah. oh, like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm zooming through and there's some fucking shapes happening here. Oh, yeah, it's, it's. It, it's it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be a lot we're gonna talk so much about like drawings Fuck. on a page Every, it's gonna be great for audio Dude, i'm gonna talk about so much about like fucking 80s anime <laughs> oh christ oh i'm gonna be sick <laughs> i i i don't think i'm gonna recover from that 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 panel like that cover <laughs> oh. all right Man. folks yeah, it's the same X time, same X channel. But Bye, this everybody. time in Japan. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Black cloaks and hidden faces. When we gonna.